Let's go into it. Um, first question is always simple. You know, just introduce yourself yeah. and your platforms. Uh, my platform. I am Tashubia, the founder of the Growth Project, and I think I have the Growth Project podcast now. So, okay. Uh, what's the purpose behind the Growth Project? The purpose behind a growth project is to help people be more aware of healing and the importance of healing and dealing with their traumas. Mm. Keep going. I know that's not it. I know you got, you got, you got, <laughs> you got, a, you got a, you got a lot going on. I know that's not I it. I do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to condense it to make it, you know, make it plain. But that is what it started from. Right now, it seems my niche is self love and self care because I think a lot of things are rooted in the lack of those two. So um, I'm kind of leaning towards that, but then it still go back to healing and dealing with your traumas. Right. Well, we'll get into self-love a little bit more later on. So when did you know this was something that you wanted to do? Actually, I've always been the type that like to help. Like I used to want to be a doctor. Mm. So I used to work in a medical field and this became official, I think, in the pandemic. With the pandemic, I wanted to help women. I was in a different group and I was helping women in the group but the help was really just me sharing my journey of healing. Mm -hmm. And they were like coming to me for advice. So I was like, oh, maybe I should do this. Right. Here we are. That's cool. And uh, was that the first time you've been into a like, women group uh, place where you help women? Yeah. Start? Yeah. That was the first time. It was a coaching group and it was a, a male teacher wow. uh, with a lot of women. But of course, our, our vibe was different because he was more like a dad. And I was more like a mom, so our advice would balance each other out. Okay. And I just, I just kept going with it. But nonetheless, it was like a positive atmosphere with everybody else and stuff. Or not? It was, <laughs> my face. It was, I got what I needed from it. You know what I mean? Like, I always try okay. to find a positive in everything. But mm -hmm. remember, when men deal and when women deal, it's going to be a different. Very you know? different. Yeah, that's true. So his approach was more harsh and mine was more loving. So I'm not going to say it wasn't positive because everyone receives things different. That's true. So. Well, at least you got something out of it. That's good. Indeed. Um, who has had the greatest influence on you in, in terms of like creating your platform and like throughout your whole life? So when I seen that question, my only thing that came to my mind was my grandmother. My grandmother mm -hmm. was all about love and all about, you know, enduring until the end and, and figuring out how to make it work. Um, instead of giving up. Like, she always was just positive. So I think out of anything, it would be her. She's just like, she laid out the, the grassroots for everything that's going Everything, on yeah. She was 100% my supporter, like, no matter what I did. And that's kind of how I function. Mm. So, yeah, she would have to be the one. That's the beautiful thing about grandmas, honestly. Like, I is every grandparent, or, oh, not going to say every, because everybody's grandparents are different, but it's, it's just grandparents, though. They're, like, the foundation of, like, the entire love and hold the whole family, the whole family yeah. together, the gluten stick. Um, what goals are you trying to achieve with your platforms? You said a little bit about it, but... Well, yeah, so my goal, my main goal is to inspire, you know, let people know that they're not out here dealing with things on their own. They don't have to, mm -hmm. and that other people have overcome. I think in the black community, we don't really talk about certain things. We're doing a lot more now, yeah, but yeah. we didn't in the beginning. So even like some of my clients are older than me and I, I used to feel like I wasn't qualified to help them. But the truth of the matter is people really just need to talk it out. Cause I believe everything that you have is within you. That's I'm just true. helping you sort through the things and figure out the best way to handle it. Mm. 
and you obviously you apply those same principles to your own life as well. Indeed. 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 That's good. That's good. So let's talk about self-love. We said a little bit about it, but like self-love in general, what role does it play in your life? Self-love, the role it plays in my life every day. Every day I love on myself. I've learned that my confidence is high now that I know I'm valuable, that I'm lovable. Um, versus before, I did not really know what love was. I didn't even understand what love looked like because I didn't see it much. So I started reading things and looking into things and being like, okay, well, this is what love is to me. You know, like uh, physical touch is not one of my big things, but to some people it is. So I had to learn what love was to me and what works for me and then dive into it, you know, give it to myself all the time. And that's a reason I push self-love because people are looking for love, but they don't really know what love is. Right, right. And you said physical love isn't part of your love. So out of the five love languages, which which one is yours? Uh, or which ones? How many do you it, have? It was, it was the number one was words of affirmation, but it's not anymore. So the second one is now the top, which is, um, I don't remember, but it's like execution. I'm um, I'm about your actions now. You, mm-hmm. you don't have to just tell me. I forgot the name of that one, but it's your actions. Prove like, what you're saying to me, basically, yeah. Because you can tell me anything. And I used to be really big on words. like, Mm -hmm. And I didn't filter through it. I was a literal person. What you said is what I believe. But I've come to learn everybody's not like that. So then my love language began to change. Um, And I think it's important for people to know their love language and know the love language of their partner so they can better function with one another. Mm -hmm. And that's very true, too. I I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. Because a lot of people, especially in life, you know, we have people who, you know, can tell us, well, from relationships, family, friends, whatever, who can tell us one thing and then do the opposite. And yeah. if your words don't back up your actions or basically, like, uh, what, what's the most common saying for that? It's like, uh, uh, put your money where your mouth is or something like that. Right. But, you know, if, if your words don't match, if your actions don't match your words, then why speak on it in the first place? Um, so you said you started, uh, you know. Uh, getting... Acts of service. That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> acts of service. Thank you. Um, so you started to get into self-love and active service recently, but in terms of self-love uh, by itself, uh, you said that you were getting into it more recently. How has that been? How's that been before? What's the difference? Well, before, uh, okay, so to me, self-love is so many things. Self-love is setting boundaries. I didn't have mm-hmm. boundaries before. Mm-hmm. So now my one of my ways of ex- ex- showing my self-love is having boundaries, which is not easy for people when yeah. you haven't had boundaries with them before and then you start having boundaries. Um, Self-love is effective communication to me. You know, I didn't use to communicate. I would just shut down. So now these are things to me that build up my love for myself mm-hmm. and it set boundaries and teach people how to deal with me. But if I didn't do that, because see, when people say self-love, I think they think going to the spa, yeah. you know, getting gifts. You know, self-love is so much more than mm-hmm. that to me. You know, everybody got their own perspective. But to me, right, it's, right. it's a lot of things. It's like reading you know, meditating, whatever it is you need to do for your mental wellness, to me, is self-love. And I think uh, one of those, one of the things that I picked up from you as well is discipline as well. Like you, throughout the ages, like, you know, because you, you can do all these things like, yeah, and they're great, but it it also takes like very, a lot of courage and discipline as well to be able to continue on doing it, inspire people. Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, one of the posts you made, like somebody I don't, I don't know if you're okay with us bringing this up, but somebody has supposedly uh, said that you were copying them, whatever, right? And, you know, you 
You know I was going <laughs> to Yeah, somebody that supposedly said that you were copying on that. And I, I, I really, 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 I sat down and watched the entire thing. And I really, really admired how you took that very professional approach. And also a mature approach as well in handling that situation. Because you want to talk a little bit about that situation? Let that situation was, it was difficult. Um, mm. I'm very passionate about what I do. I think we yeah. should be very intentional with the things that we do. And I believe anyone that step in the arena of helping someone should not take a position to say you can't use or do something that I do because right. then you're copying me. I think that's foolishness. Mm -hmm. However, um, I appreciate everyone's comments on that because I was hesitant because I did not want to seem like I had beef with someone. You know, that person ended up blocking me beef, prior beef. prior to they blocked me, which is why I said, well, I'm going to do the video because you're going to hear how I feel. You're going to see it because if we're really friends and we're really out here to help people, let's have a conversation about this. Right. Because there's no way that I can go buy some therapy cards to help my coaching group and you feel offended. If mm -hmm. your intentions, as well as mine, is to, to help, help the people. Right. Yeah, so so that didn't sit well with me, but I felt very strong about it. And like I said, it, that was for therapists, coaches, mentor. I meant what I said. I stand on what I said because mm -hmm. that's the problem with our community. We want to have something to ourselves and we don't want to share. It's not just about you and it's not just about me if we really want to help one another. Right. And that brings me to uh, this TED Talk that I was watching recently. It was talking about knowledge and, you know, the the importance of knowledge, value knowledge, and the whole purpose of knowledge, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you obtain something, learn something, or if you provide some sort of service and whatnot, the whole purpose of you actually obtaining that knowledge is to buy and all to share it in, yeah. in the end. And I think... What you said is very, very much true because I've, I've, you know, uh, dealt with those kind of incidents in the past too, in those kind of situations where people, you know, where you, like, instead of uh, looking at it like you being inspired by them, or you know, yeah. you taking some sort of inspiration or motivation by them, they're like, oh, this is dope. Like, I really like that you're doing that, and you like, I'm gonna, I want to do the same thing so that I can add into the help that we're giving to the community. They look at it in terms of like, oh, you're copying me, it's beef. And I think that's, you know, like you just said, that's the kind of thing that's holding our community down because, you know, it's yeah. it takes coalition and it takes solidarity in order to actually yeah. go up. And one person's success means everybody else's success. Indeed. But unfortunately, but we, a lot of people don't see it that way, though. Right, 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 right. And the thing is, like, their audience and my audience is definitely different. Um, and I do try my best to acknowledge where I get my sources. I like I'm one of the things I had a coach before that did not share the books that he was using to help us or what he read. And I'm really big on, hey, this is the book I got. I'm going to share everything with you because I sincerely want you to get it. Some right. people don't need you to hold their hand through it. Some people can go and buy the book and work through it themselves. So why would right. I withhold something that can help you? You know what I mean? That's just my mindset on it, though. The whole point of knowledge or literally anything that can actually help you in life, whether it be financially, spiritually, mentally, yes. you know, physically, whatever it is, is for you to share it with the people around you or for you to share it with others. That way, you know, everybody else is being successful and being doing, doing well for their mental well-being and so on and so forth. But, you know, we're we going to talk about that another time. But um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about healing and overcoming and how that has uh. translated a role in your life. So I'm going to forever be healing till the day that I die, right? Um, I think some people don't realize that, like, I may be healing from things from my childhood, but along the way, I still picked up stuff, right? Yeah, so right. I like to say that I have the Sealy cry from the color purple because there's moments where I'm in here 
I'm bawling. I'm on the floor. I'm crying. I'm dealing. I can't get words out. But that's a part of the process. I think mm -hmm. so many get stuck on that part that they're afraid to heal because they don't see the other side where I can rejoice. I can smile. I can. I'll share a tad bit. Like, so my physical touch from the love language test used to be like 3%, right? But as I've been healing, is the numbers are changing. It and that is why fun. healing to me is so important because you have to shed the things that is blocking you from living a life that you could live. Mm. If that makes sense. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> she said, I've been trying not to share too much, but I do. I think on my yeah. page, I go into details. Recently, I had a situation where my mom has been incarcerated for 22 years and I never dealt with it. I never talked about it. Um, it was just like, okay, she's not here. So when they asked me to come and speak and share the other side of what it's been like, I had to go back and think about how I was 18 years old and six months pregnant and my mother went to jail. And I think I cried for two days after having that conversation. And to some people, they didn't understand because they're like, well, you're not a child anymore. But my child, that version of me missed out on a lot, though yeah, I didn't nice. acknowledge it and I didn't deal with it because I became a mom. I became a wife. So mm -hmm. I kept going. And that's what we do. We don't we pack out stuff and we leave it there, not knowing how it can spill out into our everyday life. So I had decided, I believe that was on Saturday. I was like, okay, I'm going to unpack this. I'm going to have the difficult conversation with my mom. And though after crying for two days, I felt better. It's still a ways to go, but I can now breathe when I say, you know, my mom is incarcerated. I can get on this live and I can say it and not feel ashamed, not feel broken or hurt. And that is the importance of healing because in, in order to heal from something, you have to address it. Mm. We can't act like it didn't happen. We can't act like it didn't affect us. We have to be willing. And I'm not saying go on social media and talk about it. Right, Do right. whatever is comfortable with you to address it. Because I think I literally said in my living room, my kids were like, because they don't know her, because they never met her. They were mm -hmm. like, are you okay? They gave me a hug. They gave me my space. It is important to do that in order to make it to the next level. Mm. And that's very true, I think, in terms of trauma and, you know, uh, the whole healing process and things. A lot of, uh, something that a lot of people do, even for myself as well, that, you know, anybody, any individual, any human being, honestly, does is, you know, we, like you just said, we put that, uh, we try to, we, we try to block out that trauma. We try to block out that pain or that part of life that, you know, we're uh, either ashamed of or frightened of or, you know, afraid to speak on. And yeah. As you just mentioned, you know, over time, even though you might be moving on, packing your things and, you know, continuing on this life of being adulthood or whatever it might be, being successful and stuff, that part of life, it still needs to be addressed. And that pain mm -hmm. needs to be addressed. And until you do so, regardless of how much uh, success or how much, you know, uh, progress you might make in life, there's still going to be some sort of shadow or some some pain lingering in the background where you're mm -hmm. like, like, I don't, yeah. you're not fully yourself, you know? Right. And I and I love that you pointed out about the whole healing thing. You know, it, it, it's it's a it's a continuous thing. It's not right. addressing your past or your childhood or some event that you that, that happened one time and then you you deal with it. Yeah. As you said right now, you went. You, the more you grow older in life, the more you go on, you will experience other things that will demand you to heal from other yeah. things as well. And that's that's yeah. huge. Um, I mean, I can smile about it now. I can say this without crying. That's why I'm like literally just being willing to go through the ugly process to get to the light is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. And that takes addressing it, like you just said. You know, it's, it's a lot of people out here, uh, you know, 
talking about all these pains and all these things that they want to um uh that they want to you know discuss and they want to move away from but it, 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 they don't actually wholeheartedly address it and addressing it <laughs> means actually meeting that meeting that pain or meeting that you know uh, incidents yeah exactly we're gonna get on into one. that we're gonna get into that because that, <laughs> that used to burn my soul and i'm still a work in progress because it sounds good it looks good it feels good but what people don't realize is the quotes are easy i can post 24 7 but if i'm not behind the scenes doing the work mm-hmm. it's all a facade Exactly. And like, I'm not living a life, you know, I don't even know what gives me the courage to share my story online the way that I do. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm limited because I ain't, I ain't with that. Y'all seeing me cry all the time. Mm-hmm. But I say, look at the fruit. Don't come online and tell me X, Y, and Z, but show me because I'm the type of person I'm going to say, well, how did you do that? Because right, that's right. what's going to help me. You telling me heal, healing is good for you, but you're not showing me any steps does not do me any good. That's very true. And sometimes people don't want to say, well, well, how do you do that? Sis, how do you love yourself? Sis, mm-hmm. how do you how do you heal from this? Because we're ashamed and think we're gonna be judged. Mm-hmm. And that's what social media is also a poison. Social media plays a role in the thing. Uh uh my live set my last live session, me and Kev were talking about how social media is, you know, is this it's this game where people play with ourselves and uh ruins our sense of ego in a way. Mm-hmm. But as you were kind of pointing out right now, you know. You can show all the beautiful things. You can show all the fruit. You can show all the miraculous things you're doing and how many things you're accomplishing, whatever, all the quotes and whatnot. But right. like you said, you know, if if you're not showing, like, step by step how you got to there and, you know, if you're not showing it ugly as well, then they, they, you're not you're not really teaching people anybody. You're not bringing any yeah. value. You're just doing the same thing that all these influencers or celebrities are doing where they're showing right. up the luxurious and the happy side of life. But, like, like, yes, life is meant to be happy, obviously mm-hmm. rejoiced and beautiful, but the beauty of life is also that it comes with its darkness, too. And mm-hmm. I think that's something a lot of people tend to forget. Um, question, next question was, why did you choose to become a life coach? Well, I don't really think I chose it, to be quite honest. When I first started the Growth Project, I did it for free in April. I, I was just and I still do it for free at times. I'm not going to turn away someone because of finances. Because like I said, my goal is to help you to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. However, um, I decided to become certified. I decided to make it official because I believe I have something to offer. I believe that my experiences and my willingness and from the women that I'm helping, I see I have something to offer. So I said, well, let's go ahead and let's get for real about this. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge because it forces me to get even more serious about my own healing. That's true. You want to, uh, someone, I think, uh, Phoenix I can't Fire. see all those comments. You can't see the comments? Oh, man, yeah. I, think, I don't know why Instagram does that. It's like only the person that hosts the show gets to see it. But Phoenix Fire said, I think many people mask their pain with success, you know, and then some climbing the ladder of success think that the higher they climb, that the past will be behind them. Mm-hmm. I think that's very true. We, we just addressed that not too long ago, that people tend to, you know, say, oh, well, I'm going further in life, so everything in the past doesn't need to be just worried about. Like, the past is behind me. Yeah, true, but the past is still, the past is, like, I think, I, I forgot how the quote goes, but, like, you know, the faster you run from your problems, mm-hmm. like, the, the the faster they will catch up to you. Yeah. And that's very, I'm a firm believer that once you get into that bedroom by yourself at the end of the night, everything that you're trying to hide from show up. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, who are you doing it for? I mean, you know, I can't tell people what to do. If you if you want to do it and it makes you money and that strokes your ego, 
fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking for my ego to be stroked. I'm not looking to make a million dollars. I'm looking to be inspirational and transformational. Mm-hmm. I want women to be able to say, I was able to unpack my stuff. I was able to sort through my stuff. I was able to heal and have better relationships. You know, like me and my ex-husband have a much better relationship now that we both can sit down and say, he told me one time, he was like, you were so toxic. I was. <laughs> I was very toxic when I was right. 18 and married. Dude, mm-hmm. that was a different version of me. But we can have those conversations now because we have done the work within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we intentionally did it because we want better for our children. So it's not about how much money I can make or what people think about me. It is about what I'm going to leave behind when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And that's growth. That's that's honestly growth. And all those things, like, that's that's the foundations of growth. It reminds me of uh, this TED Talk that I was listening to not too long ago of uh, this couple, this brother and his wife, both black uh, couple, beautiful. They uh, He was incarcerated at the time. She wasn't. They supposedly fell in love at some point and had a child. And... Uh, the relationship wasn't going well. But throughout all that stuff, they separated and then somehow they decided, you know what, we're gonna we're not gonna jeopardize our relationship with him because our relationship between me and you didn't work out. Right. And I think, you know, that in itself right there is growth as well. You know, being able to be selfless and, you know, say, Hey, like, yeah, I like, you know, I, I I've done some terrible stuff too and I'm not perfect. <laughs> Nobody is after all. But I think it's 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 not it's not vulnerability being able to accept that you have your flaws and that you come with your flaws and that it's okay to realize that. But you know, we can talk about that. But the thing is, it's it's people don't realize that most of the time. Hopefully, they come into set sentences though. Um, what keeps yeah. you inspired and doing all these things? The last thing that we just said is what keep me inspired to see the change. When I see women changing, I see my relationship with my children changing because. At one point, I didn't let them have a voice. So I, as I grew, my relationship with people grow. You know, mm-hmm. I still have a ways to go, but that's what keeps me going because how are we going to change the narrative? That's true. And we're not, I think, the beautiful thing about mental health in general, which is the next question about how mental health plays a role in your life, but obviously you said, you said some things as well already, but the beautiful thing about, you know, uh, just being doing doing all these things like the life coaching, sharing the quotes, and then being able to be vulnerable and be on social media and sharing all these things and all what your you know your journey throughout through life and how it uh, may help other people and stuff. The beautiful thing about it is you know it's 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 ugly, but but like the results is really I know it's really ugly because I mean like I, I've seen people even for myself as well when I started my platform. I was like, man, like, I don't, there's days when you're like, I don't want to do this shit no more, you know? Right. Like, I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, you know, like, excuse my language, but honestly, right. there's days when you're like, I don't want to do this no more, because it's like, man, because, I don't know, sometimes, uh, like, sometimes you don't see success coming enough, sometimes you don't, you know, you you, 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 you ask yourself, am I impact, am I actually impacting other people's lives? Mm-hmm. Am I, mm-hmm. am I, am I having, you know, some sort of impact in them? Am I leaving the legacy? Like, like, you know, right. Phoenix was just saying, but the truth is, you know, it's 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 all embedded in the relationships that we have with ourselves, with our close yes. ones, with our friends, with the people that we, you know, that are in our support system. And as you just said right now, seeing those changes and seeing those things actually, you know, flourish and become beautiful relationships where we can now be vulnerable and like address those things that, you know, were hurting us and have a space where someone can come to you and say, Hey, you know, like I'm 
I'm hurting. I'm struggling with these things to be comfortable to talk about it because like, I think the relationship which you have with your children obviously is beautiful, but in a lot of black family households, we don't have that. There's, that, that relationship is absent. You know, mm-hmm. there's no sense of a child coming to a parent and uh, saying, I'm dealing with these issues, be it depression, yeah. anxiety, or whatever it might be, especially suicide thoughts, which, you know, are just huge in the black community. We don't have that sense of, you know, uh, comfortable sense of space where we can come and address these things. And I think, you know, what you're doing is great. And it's it's, it's going to continue to help a lot of people and your family and others mm-hmm. as well. So I'm going to stop talking now because I'm talking too damn much. But uh, <laughs> well, next question was, how does mental health play a role in your life and the platform that you have right now? I think you just answered that. Um, I did answer that, but I want you to answer that. You did answer that. What I like about what you said, um, it just reminds me of I didn't have that growing up, which is why I began to learn how to cultivate that, you know, how Mm. to communicate with my children, how to listen to my children, how to apologize when I was wrong. Mm. Um, Because I feel like doing so teaches them to be able to do so when they have children. Mm. Um, I don't know what really inspired me, because I remember always saying, you know, People that say not as I do, like I'm t- when, when I say I was toxic, I was toxic. I was one of those shut up, be quiet, you have no say. But how does that help them succeed when they leave, leave out my house and be in the world? If I'm not even teaching them how to speak and communicate and express themselves. So they had to learn it at home. I wish I would have learned it at home because I wouldn't have made a lot of mistakes. Mm. So I think the other side of that, though, is people don't realize, even though they see me on social media smiling and happy, they don't realize that I still have my dark moments. You know, I try to let them know um, helping, it can be heavy. Making space for people can be heavy. So I make sure I'm intentional with also making space for myself, Mm. taking time for myself to be able to, because if I'm no good, I can't help nobody. I don't know why anyone would think that I have it all together. You can't pull from the cup, yeah. At all. None of us Mm. do, but that's that's how mental health is with me. And I'm really big on it because... I was also diagnosed with depression. My daughter is 17, the youngest. So 17 years ago, I was in denial because, you know, in a black community, there's no such thing as depression. Keep on going. Right. So I seen three different, you know, therapists and they all diagnosed me with depression. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not subscribing to it. I got some natural medicine. And that's when I changed from being so down and woe is me to an optimistic person. Mm -hmm. I changed my mindset and I started looking at life and saying, "Okay, I want more. So I can't keep looking at the problems and feel like there's nothing I can do about them. Right. Like that there's, makes a, there's a tool. That makes perfect sense. Here's the tools, the resources. And like you said, like the beginning of the lie, like everything that you need to overcome and heal is already in within you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to apply those things. Um, That part, the application. Yeah. Honestly, I, the <laughs> my recent post was like, you know, knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned recently. But I think a lot of people are, you know, starting to realize that because for so long we've been, you know, uh, brainwashed or just, you know, programmed to think like knowledge is power, knowledge is power. Yes, knowledge Mm -hmm. is power, but only to an extent, though, you know, and as you said, when it comes to healing and overcoming those things such as depression, anxiety and all those things that we may be facing, everyday challenges in life, you can learn something, but are you applying in order to actually make that change, too? Um, The next question was advice for 10 year old youth. I don't like that question. Um, what? I don't, I mean, I, I, I understand it. I, <clears throat> I think the reason I didn't like it is my first thought is I would never change anything. Anything mm-hmm. that happened in my life, I would never change it because I would not be exactly where I'm at today. 
because I believe if you change one thing, then everything changes, right? That's true. But if I was to give my 10-year-old self advice, it would be to love yourself, Mm -hmm. to literally love yourself and not believe that you're not worthy due to what everyone else says. And that is the problem within our community. We believe what everyone else says about us, Mm -hmm. and we don't have an opinion for ourselves. Mm. That is very true. And you, you see that, especially in the youth, you know, like a lot of uh, adolescents, teens and people, and especially in like middle school and high school, you know, that's the ages yes. that we know we're going through this uh, growth or whatever, and we're trying to figure out life. And it's like, yeah, depression and everything, like uh, everybody deals with it, obviously. But I think it's those ages, middle school, between middle school and high school, where, you know, we're, we're trying to find places in life where we where we fit in. and we're trying to figure out who we are and to get there it takes a lot of pain it takes a lot of depression it takes a lot of you know lonely times where you're you're questioning your purpose and stuff but you know you don't even know your purpose exactly if if your family did not instill morals and values in you before you get to middle school you're going to be lost Mm -hmm. you're going to be looking for love in all the wrong places you're going to be looking Mm -hmm. for validation in all the wrong places and that's what happened to me which is why it took me a long time to get to a place to be like, wait a minute, just because he say I'm not good enough or she say I'm not worthy, what do I say about myself? Mm. You know what I mean? But it took a minute because we live in a world where what matters to us most is what everybody else think about us. That's very true. Especially in the community and the culture that we come from. You know, we validate other people's opinions of us. We validate other people's, you know, perceptions of us more than we value ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's, that's that's a dangerous mindset to have. That's a dangerous yes. place to be in. You know, if, like you just said, if you're constantly going through life seeking validation from other people, be it social media, be it in your real life, be it in your home family and stuff, and, you know, you're not digging into the root of your own self-love, and you're not digging in deep to find, like, you know, I, I, I was created, I was, you know, created, I was brought into this world for a reason, to have a purpose. Yes. And yes. until you find that, you're not going to find love. Searching for love in all the wrong places. I like that. I think it's selfish to look for love when you don't love yourself. I think it's selfish to expect something of someone else that you can't give yourself. I think that's, I think that is really selfish of us to feel like you must love me and you must do this, but yeah, I can't do it for myself. Mm -hmm. And that comes into the, that also relates to the whole, you know, ego thing too. You know, we, Mm -hmm. uh, we we're always, we want the perfect partner. We want the perfect relationship. We want the perfect marriage. We want the perfect uh, this and that, whatever it may be, but we're not, you know, it, it's our ego always asking for that. Mm-hmm. And we're not asking ourselves, okay, but what do you bring to the table too, though, you know? Right. And that's, you know, that also plays into the thing you mentioned earlier about growth, you know, you growing over the years and seeing all these things and all the person that you uh, that you have become. And it took, you know, it took putting yourself in check and saying, hey, like, yes, you know, I've, I've, and I, that 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 can apply to everybody else as well, myself included. Mm-hmm. You know, to put myself in check so many times where I'm like, all right, like I want this, I want this, I want that, but I'm like, hold up, man, like, but do, like, yes, you want that, but what are you doing to also, you know, like right. make sure the other person's needs are met as well as making sure you have enough cup to pour from instead of just mm. pouring empty-handed. Yes, I mean. Well, that was it for the, today's questions. You said you don't want too many questions. So you clap because you want to get out of here fast. <laughs> Next time I'm about to add like 20 more questions in there so you don't get out of no, here No, no, I, I get nervous. Cause, well, first and foremost, I think you should be intentional with your words. And sometimes my words come out quicker than my mind can think. 
You know what I mean? Like, yes. I know what I want to say, but then the words will come out. And I we get on here, and I, and I think people like to be engaged. And I don't engage much because it's a distraction. If I'm having a conversation with you, I'd rather do that, which is why I don't really like lives. However, um, I think your questions were great, and I think you mm. hit everything on, on point. Um, and they actually made me think because I was like, what am I going to say to that? But I, I just was like, I'm going to just say from my heart what it is. Mental mm. health is important. Self-love is important. Mm. Um, everything that we discussed is important. But I think the last thing that you said, if we're going to end, it is about checking yourself. Mm. See, I check me before anybody else got to check me. Mm. I didn't always do that, but I check myself because I'm aware. A lot of people aren't self-aware. I was. This is my week of talking about self, positive self-talk. But then I realized people aren't aware that their self-talk is negative. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like this. Mm-hmm. This is the wave now to just talk reckless <laughs> out of the side of your neck about anything that sounds good. But have mm-hmm. you really considered the words that come out your mouth? And do they bring life? Are you purposeful with your words, mm-hmm. or are you just talking? So. And before we head out, I want to add to like the whole thing about you know um, that that voice in your mind, you know that that you just brought up that you mentioned, you know that self talk, whether it be negative or positive, people don't understand. Like your mind is the most powerful asset that you have, very very powerful. And I know people hear that all the time, you know, on social media, quotes and whatever books and stuff. But it really is true, and that you know for people such as yourself and anybody else who's advocating for mental health and so much more they can speak on that because like as you just said the moment you wake up in the morning and throughout every interaction you have with people those things are cool or not but when you wake up in the morning that first thought in your mind that you you know uh the first thought that you plant in your mind and uh, every other thought that you have throughout the day whether it be positive or negative what you give energy to what thought you give energy to is what grows more yes and if you're constantly having negative thoughts, and especially if you're going through depression, anxiety, and so many different things, you're bound to have negative thoughts as well, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it, everyone has the courage to, you know, uh, sort of like destroy those thoughts and, you know, come to a place where you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can take whole control of your mind and actually become to a better place. Absolutely. I think some people feel like when they be like, be optimistic or positive, that that means to not deal with the reality. No, you deal with the reality with a solution-focused mindset. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm not ignoring, okay, the light bill is due and it's stressing me out. Okay, can I make a payment arrangement? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Do I have the money? You know, it's a way, a way of doing things, but we rather, I hate to say it, but I think we're rather lazy. That it's is true, easy. Yeah. It's easy to just be like, okay, well, this is whatever, and ignore a thing because to do the work is going to cost you. It's going to cost you to be uncomfortable. It's going to cost you to be real with yourself. And it may cost you some friends, but we have to be okay with that. So the mind is very powerful. My life did not change until I decided that I was going to be intentional about the way I think. I'm not saying I don't have moments where I ain't ready to cuss somebody out or be negative. Like, I'm still human. I have yeah. my moments, but I check myself. Um, sometimes I have to talk to myself, like, do you really want to respond like that? Like, even with the video, when I responded about the cards, I had to ask myself, okay, so I'm going to respond. And then I had to say, let me clean this up so it ain't too hood. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to get my message across, but I didn't want to be disrespectful. It's a matter of just being still and walking yourself through it. Mm-hmm. Calm is mind- a superpower. It really is. Um, being able to remain calm, which I mean, truth be told, a lot of Black women throughout history have been doing that for so long. <laughs> and God damn it, they're about to... <laughs> 
<laughs> man, they they're about ready to smack people and just be too damn calm. But um, well, I really appreciate you for taking the time out of your Thank day. You.